takes. Welcome, uh, and everybody, welcome to the fourth or fifth podcast for On Pace. We're really um, thankful that you're joining us today. My name is Paul Miller, and I am thankful that my buddy Scott is joining us as well. So, Scott, if you could introduce yourself to uh, our listeners, that'd be great. Yeah, thank you. Um, I mean, this is a great honor to be able to be on this podcast. So, like Paul said, my name is Scott Bartels, and I've been running for seriously probably about three or four years now. Um, I am an Army veteran, so I did 26 years in the service. I had four years active duty and 22 years in the National Guard, a couple deployments. Um, I did a little bit of running while I was in the service, hated it. Um, once I got out of the service, I there was a, there was quite a few years where I really didn't run, and then I got into it. So. Awesome. And uh, and Scott, you officially became an on pacer uh, uh, this year. I did. Yep. Yeah, I did my first one in in Iowa. So I mean, that was a really good time. It was hot, but that yeah, was fun. Ninety four <laughs> degrees with ninety five percent humidity. It was hot. <laughs> it was hot. It was a long marathon. <laughs> the, even though it was not the longest marathon I've ever run or paced, it was for sure the longest marathon I've ever paced. It was, or run. It was definitely. <laughs> but uh, so that was really cool. And then, Scott, you actually, uh, prior to being an on pacer, you were already an on pacer in a different form with Carrie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe. Three, three years ago, I started getting into running more. Um, I don't know if we want to get into that part of the story yet as far as why I got into running. But um, but a, a year ago, I hired Carrie as the running coach um, to help me meet my goals, really. And, you know, my, my goal is to uh, qualify for Boston Marathon next year. Wow. And uh, so, because I don't know this, and because your guy is may not matter as much. What's your age, and what is your your need, uh, time wise? Okay, so I well, when Boston rolls around, I'll be fifty. So I'm actually turning fifty on the thirtieth of this month. Okay, cool. And my so cutoff, right? yeah. So my cutoff time is uh, is three twenty five, but my goal is to three twenty, just to give a cushion. Got it. And. Uh, how are you on your track to 320? Um, well, so far, I, I think I'm, I'm right where I need to be. Um, you know, Carrie holds me back. You know, I try to run faster than what she wants me to a lot of the times. Um, I'm getting better at, at that. When I first started running, you know, I did a lot of races where I was just like, go, 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 you know, as fast as I could out of the gate um, and got slower as the miles went on. Um, she has recently switched my thinking on that and – got me into running negative splits um so my real first test was supposed to be Celcom last year uh or, th or this year beginning of this year and they they canceled it um due to weather so um Manitowoc marathon was two weeks later and due to a runner decided to stop running right in front of me and I ran into him I kind of injured my knee a little bit but that was just after the halfway point but up to that point, I was ahead of my goal and okay. still feeling really good. Awesome. Um, so I, I did finish that one at like four hours and 20 minutes, somewhere around there. Uh, but it was a lot of walking, running the second half. Sure. Um, so I, I think I'm where I need to be. Um, Chicago 
is coming up fast. And I want to, you know, my, my goal is a 345 in Chicago and a 320 um, next spring for Cellcom. Okay. Well, that's awesome. So there's the kind of the where you are with running today. And I think yes. you alluded to it. So I'm going to take you back in time because I do know, uh, of course, a little bit about your story, having driven to Dubuque, Iowa for Run for Troops, mm -hmm. uh, caravanning down. So, Scott, tell me about maybe not necessarily the four years of active duty, but the 22 years of reserve time, and then how, in anticipation of Rethink uh, Addiction Run, put on by Do Try Run on September 7th, how did uh, the reserve and military career kind of, if that was the catalyst, into kind of where where you fell into a, a, a bit of a backspin? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so like uh, like I mentioned, I did 22 years in the Guard. Um, I had, in that time, I had a couple deployments. I deployed to Iraq in 2005, uh, and we did some uh, uh, basic convoy security missions. Uh, and it was it was in you know like 2005 was kind of a rough time. Um, it was the the troop buildup was going on, um, so it was a lot of uh, you know a, we we basically saw a lot of action. We lost a couple guys. Um, I don't think I, mean, I can't say it didn't affect me. I don't think I you know really prone to like the PTSD type um, stuff. I do have disability. Part of my disability is uh, categorized under uh, combat stresses. Um, so I went through 2005, um, came back, you know, as being in the guard, uh, being a, a squad leader at the time, you know, so I had my guys that I had to look after and, and make sure that they were doing what they needed to do and they were, you know, being trained properly. Um, a lot of new guys getting in after that deployment. So that was a challenge. Um, 2009, I deployed again. Um, this time, um, my son was in the National Guard at the time, and he also deployed with me on that same mission. So we deployed together, um, and that was really interesting, you know, to, to say the least, to have, you know, to be in a combat zone with my son. Right. Um, so after after that deployment, it's it basically, be, you know, becomes kind of like an everyday routine, um, you know, one weekend a month, two weeks out of the year type thing. Um, 2012, I re retired from the National Guard. And from that point on, um, I think I was out maybe two or three years. I really didn't know. You, know, you get taken out of, the, out of the role of being in charge of people and having a responsibility um, and really having a, you know, a purpose you know, in a, in a drive, um, I, I went to work, I was, I was working, I just became a worker, right? So there really wasn't any, you know, responsibility and you, and you, you miss that, you miss having that, that, that connection with people. Um, so I just kind of did my day-to-day -day thing, um, trying to look for something that would, you know, give me the, you know, not only the, um, excitement, or adrenaline rush of what happens in, in combat, but just being part of a group. Um, and I, I was at a grocery store and just, you know, I had somebody had seen a, a, a combat um, sticker on the back of my truck and they waited for me to come out. They didn't know who was the owner of the truck. And they were a, 
a member of a veterans group in Green Bay, Desert Veterans of Wisconsin. So they invited me to their meeting. Um, I did. I went to their, their next meeting, kind of joined up with them. Eventually, a year later, I you know, became a board member. And that gave me you know, the, the purpose that I needed um, to be with veterans, to be with you know, military type things. But, you know, it just seemed like, you know, that was, it was that was there, but it just wasn't enough, you know. And um, there wasn't really, you know, one thing that I could pinpoint as to why I started drinking, um, but I did. You know, I just, you know, I, I, my job that I worked, uh, I worked for, you know, pipe trades industry. I'd be laid off a lot sitting at home. You know, I would just start drinking. You know, my wife was at work. You know, she supported everything I did. Um, you, know, you know, so there wasn't you know, anything in in that part of my relationship that caused this. But I, I, I always just felt like I was missing something. Um, and I'd always think back, you know, on you know deployments and what happened in the deployments, um, people we lost, people that got hurt, stuff like that. Um, and I would just, you know, I would just drink. You know, and I was seeing my VA doctor. He wanted me to get into alcohol classes, counseling, and I just didn't, at that point, I was like, you know, I don't have a problem, I'm, you know, I'm drinking, it's not like it's a problem, but it really was a problem, I just didn't recognize it, mm -hmm. um, so I would, you know, sit at home and, you know, drink, you know, a 12-pack of beer, you know, or half a bottle of Jack, I'd get in my car, drive, go back, you know, go to the store and get more, um, it was nothing for me to, at that point, to think it was okay to have an open, you know, can of beer in my truck while I was driving. Um, I switched to Coors Light because it looked like a Diet Coke can, is what my thinking was. Like, well, I can just drive down the road and drink because, you know, anyone who looks in there, gonna, you know, it looks like a Diet Coke can. So I didn't recognize really, I mean, I knew it wasn't right, but I didn't recognize it as a problem um, in my life. Um, I went through lots of bouts of depression. I really didn't know why. I denied it. A lot of my friends didn't even know that I had a drinking problem, you know, because I didn't do it openly. I didn't really drink. I mean, if I went over to their, their house, I would, you know, I would drink a lot, and they, they knew that. But I don't think they knew it was to the extent of, of what it really was. Right. Um, at one point, I mean, this went on for a year and a half, two years, and at one point, um, I got to the point where I needed to stop drinking or something bad, really bad was going to happen, and I realized that. Um, and some, at some point, at some time, I just decided that, you know, maybe I should run. And, and I was drunk at the time, and I was like, I'm going to go for a run, you know, so I just ran, like, to the end of the block, and it was, like, the worst idea ever, you know, I think I actually, like, halfway back to the house, I just, you know, I puked, and I'm like, well, why am I doing this? It's stupid, right? So, so just to have a context, like, is that, like, a five-minute run? Yeah, it was, like, just, like, a five-minute, like, not even, maybe, you know, I was just, like, I'm going to run, and I was, like, all over the place, and, you know, and and, and I was like, this is a bad idea. But um, I did it again, like the next day. You know, I was like, you know, at that time I was laid off of work. I'd been off a couple of weeks, um, probably drunk most of the most of that time. Right. Um, you know, I just said, you know, I'm gonna 
I need to make a change. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go out. I'm going to try this running thing again. Um, and I wasn't quite as drunk that time, but uh, slowly, kind of with a long story short, slowly over a longer period of time, I kept running, you know, and I thought, you know, it's getting a little bit easier. You're running, it's, it's a solo thing, you know, it's, you're, you're lost in your thoughts, you can process things, you can think, uh, you know, basically think through your problems. And I did a lot of, you know, running and I'd be, you know, thinking about things that were bothering me, you know, I'd be sometimes crying as I'm running, um, but I was able to let those emotions out, you know, and through running, I was able to process a lot of what I was doing and where I wanted to go in life. And I knew where I was was not where I needed to be. Um, and I just, I, after a few runs, I, you know, I thought this is not that bad, but I want to be able to get better. Um, and I needed a goal. I needed a, a purpose to run. So I signed up for a race, a 5K. It was my first 5K that I signed up for. Uh, I ran it. I really did bad at it. But, you know, it was, it gave me something to look forward to and to train for. Uh, I think my first big race, I only did like maybe two 5Ks, and then I signed up for a half marathon. And it was a support of the Truth Half Marathon in Fond du Lac. Um, through the veterans group that I was uh, volunteering with, um, I raised like $1,000. Well, they threw in $500. I had a bunch of other friends and family threw in some money. And then I just, ran, you know, I just ran, I trained on my own. I thought I knew what I was doing and, you know, not really having any real running coaching or any, you know, really even know what I'm doing. I'm just like, I'm going to run a half marathon. And I trained for it. Uh, it was a spring mar half marathon. Um, at that time, it was really hot, you know, at, at, at race day. And it sucked bad. I mean, I finished, but it sucked bad. But it it gave me the drive because I wanted to do good at it. And I, and I was doing it for a reason. I was raising money for veterans. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I really worked hard, um, at, at trying to do good. I lost a lot of weight. You know, a lot of that was because I, I stopped drinking and while well, I reduced my drinking a lot. Um, I lost probably about 25 or 30 pounds before that race. And I finished, you know, I finished the race. I, you know, I, I think it was like a 245-ish is what I finished it in. Um, and, I, you know, I felt good that I accomplished something. Sure. Um, but after that, I was like, you know, I'm really sore. I'm, you know, I don't really want this running, you know, this whole running a half marathon really sucks. I'm not going to do that ever again. You know, I'll never run any further than that. And, you know, kind of reverted back to drinking again. Um, but I was like, you know, I, I looked at myself and I said, you know, I can't, I can't do this. You know, I need to refocus. I need to, you know, get back into this running thing. Um, and this was, you know, maybe two years ago, I signed up for like a ton of races and I thought the more races I'm signed up, I'm going to want to try to, you know, do good at these races, you know, the less I'm going to drink because I really want to focus on doing it at the races. Um, so I signed up for like 30 some races that year, five uh, Ks, 10 Ks. Um, and I was doing good. You know, I was actually like placing in my age group, you know, second or third. Uh, and because of that, you know, that gave me the, 
the drive that I needed to say, you know, I could probably be really good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, it, it, you know, I was posting on Facebook how I was doing, um, kind of writing a little bit write up of, you know, my races. And, and you know, then I started looking at it. And I thought, you know, that really sounds like, like I'm being boastful and, you know, kind of like, you know, patting myself on the back. And I thought, you know, maybe I'm overposting. So I stopped posting. Um, I thought, well, I'm just going to run my races and I'm just going to do my thing. You know, if somebody comes and watches me and they watch me, I really don't, you know, you know, I don't care. My friends are busy doing something else. I'm just going to go do my thing. I'm going to run my races and I'm going to do it for me, you know. Um, but because I stopped posting on Facebook, I had people saying, hey, what's going on? Did you stop running? I'm like, no, they're like, you know, I really look forward to seeing how you did on your races and your runs. Wow. You know, it's just inspiring me to, you know, like for me to go out and work out, me to run. And I thought, well, you know, that's kind of cool. You know, I mean, a few people are saying they're being inspired by what I'm doing for me. Um, so I did, um, went back into posting um, as far as like run results and how my runs went, good or bad, my races. Um, and it, you know, kind of, it felt good to know that people, you know, are looking at me and what I'm doing, the accomplishments that I made. Um, you know, I, I set a goal last year to run a thousand miles in a year. You know, I crushed that with like 1,240 miles last year. Um, this year, by the end of this month, I'll be over a thousand miles already. So I, I'm always looking for, you know, how can I be better? You know, how can I set my goals higher? Um, last year was like around a thousand miles in 30 some races, you know, and, and this year, you know, I said, I'll run a marathon and I never up until like a month before, maybe two months before I decided to run a marathon, I said, I'll never run a marathon. You know, there's no way, I mean, I've got to put in that kind of time, you know, those miles, there's no way I'm running a marathon. And yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I ran a thousand miles. I ran these races. I ran half marathons. What's next? You know, I need to do something. So the next step was a marathon. Um, and that's when I hired on pace coaching to, uh, and Terry to, you know, help me reach my goals of the marathon. I have a small analogy for you. Uh, this, so I grew up very Catholic in a Catholic family. And then I got into college and so I could make my own choices. So I moved away from the faith and then I met Carrie shortly after I had graduated. And uh, after hanging out with her for some time, it was a Sunday night and e- Sunday evening at her college house. And she said, Hey, do you want to go to church with me? And I'm like, no, I, I want to go to church with you. She's like, well, I don't know. I'm going to go to church. And if you want to come with me, then we can go to church together. And I'm like, no. So fast forward a week later, she said, Hey, do you want to go to church with me? The same time, almost like, Groundhog's Day. And I'm like, I don't want to go to church with you. Do you want to go out after church for a beer with me? And she's like, if you go to church with me, I could go for for a beer after church with you. So I started going to church for Carrie. Mm -hmm. And then in time, I restarted going to church for me. Sounds like on your, my, my analogy is, it sounds like you found running as your alternate 
and the races and the commitment as your alternate to running or as your alternate to drinking. Like it kept you on the straight path. And now it's taken up as that's the reason you go because of the running. I go to church now because I want to go to church. You Mm -hmm. go running because you want to run and you want to better yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's, you know, drinking was, it became out of hand. Um, It was something that, like at first I didn't see a problem, but then I realized it was a problem and I needed to change. Um, Running was that, you know, the change that I needed. And not only through my running was I bettering myself, but then I was noticing that I was influencing others, you know, that they were looking at me. Um, I mean, I lost, you know, 45 pounds um, just through reducing my drinking. Like I haven't like stopped, like I might go out and, you know, have a glass of wine or order a beer periodically if I'm out to dinner and I'll probably drink like half of it, you know, and that's, you know, because I don't, I don't need that. Um, There was a point where I needed, you know, I needed a beer or a drink all the time in my hand. And, you know, now, you know, I'm just looking at, you know, like running shoes, you know, running clothes. That's, that's what I need. You know, it's like, I'm constantly, I got stuff all over the house, you know, that it correlates with my running, you know, and I'm always, you know, I can never find anything. You know, I'm like, where's, you know, where's my, you know, hydration belt? Where's this? Where's that? You know, I can't find that. My wife's like, if you put it away, you know, I put it where it goes, you know, because I never put anything away. So she's, she's what keeps me together on that, you know, um, and she's great. She, you know, my long runs, she drives, you know, to make, you know, she'll follow me in the car. You know, she has a lot of back problems, um, but she'll leapfrog in the car and, you know, make sure that I have my water, you know, stuff like that for my long runs. Um, so having a support system, you know, is, you know, for anything is great. Did she recognize that you were an alcoholic, Scott? Um, she did, you know, uh, just through the fact that I would come home every day, every other day with a 12-pack of beer or, you know, a 30-pack of, of something. Um, or there'd be a full bottle of Jack in the cupboard one day, and, you know, and, and a day and a half later, you know, it was either gone or there was another new one. Um, and she would she would make comments. Um I'd go to my VA doctor appointments, you know, and I'd come home and she'd like, oh, you know, how'd it go? You know, what'd you guys talk about? I'd be like, nothing, you know, it was just normal stuff, you know, so I really, really wasn't including her or any of my friends or anybody that I knew, family, um, into the problem that I had. Of course, I recognized it. Um, and like I said, at one at one point when I was, you know, really drunk and I was I was out driving, um, with an open container in the truck, I thought this is not good. You know, I, I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to hurt someone else. I don't want, you know, my family to be hurt, you know, from what I'm doing. And I needed to change. Um, so, like I said, running was not only did it help me get through what I was going through um, because I, did, I wanted to run more than drink, but it also helped me process, you know, like you're out there. Yeah. So however long you're running, you, you're, you're thinking, you're going through stuff, you're experiencing a lot of emotions, a lot of thoughts that help you, you know, that, that were able to help me get through 
what I was doing. And with racing and running and winning races, you know, in my age group and kicking first, second, you know, stuff like that. I really, you know, I really enjoyed that feeling, you know, and it, it, it kind of gets back to being part of, you know, something bigger than yourself. You know, when I was in the military, it was something that was bigger than myself. I was there for a reason. I was there with other people and running the running community is the same way. You know, you have, you know, so many people that support, you know, your running. Um, uh, you know, I joined the Green Bay Running Club and, you know, all, you know, all the, you know, just to get together with other runners that talk running. It's like getting together with veterans that talk military. Um, okay. It's so, you know, it's, it's so, um, it, you know, it's a great feeling to be part of something, um, you know, in, in, in races, you know, I have people that say, you know, Hey, you know, I noticed, from when you first started running where you were then to where you are now, you know, how, you know, can you help me? You know, what are you doing? You know, and I can, you know, help them with running form or, you know, diff- different things that I learned through um, just me doing running myself. Right. And, you know, and because I wanted to be better, I would go online and, you know, look up, you know, running form and, you know, different things um, before I, you know, hired a running coach. And Carrie's, you know, great. So, you know, her and I work out really well together because she'll say, you need to do this, and I'll do something above and beyond that, and she'll yell at me, be like, <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? You you need to slow down. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. You know, and I know that that's going to happen as I'm running, and I'm looking at my watch, and I'm like, I'm way overpaced. Carrie's going to, like, murder me. You know, <laughs> so it's a good relationship. And, I, you know, I love her as a coach, and I think, you know, together we're, you know, going to meet, meet, you know, or exceed my goals. Well, you know, Carrie's this this very you know petite, very nice woman. But yeah, whenever whenever somebody has fear, it's usually that the wrath of Carrie, which actually doesn't exist, is going <laughs> to come down on them. But uh, in listening to what you're saying, I, Scott, I mean, I think about all the different things you've talked about. You pursue excellence. You've hired a coach. You are an inspiration to your friends. You pursue yourself, pushing yourself. You know, this is this is man with others, man with um, you know, kind of a leading character or authority, man versus self by pushing yourself, and then man helping others um, by becoming a non-pacer. Um, and you're going to be at the rethink addiction run, and all of that just drives toward I think the word that continues to just knock me over the head every time I think about on pace, which is community. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked earlier on the first podcast with a guy named Tate Whitlinger and Tate, not too dissimilar from you went for a run where he said, I'm going to do a mile. And I, I think I, I'll probably over exaggerate. Sorry, Tate, but he was joking and wheezing and, and wanting to just crawl to the finish line because it was so difficult, but mm-hmm. that then he also went on an incredible journaling experience and kind of a, Really, he, he cognitively believes that that was a turning point day for him. You telling yourself in a drunken state, I'm going to go for a run to the end of the block, right? Mm-hmm. This, this yep. is not that big of a deal, but it's a big deal. The first right. is the biggest deal. So, you know, as we think about rethink addiction and we think about this running community, I think running's addictive. Now, I'm not necessarily addicted. I haven't run a race for myself in forever, and I don't know if I ever will again. 
but I am absolutely addicted to this thing that pulls people together in a healthy way that you build relationships. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wild to me. It's wonderful. And it's, a, and it's a true blessing. So anyway, Scott, you know, we appreciate your story. You spending time with us today. We'll see you in Oshkosh on September 7th. I'll see you tomorrow. Not tomorrow. I'll see you on Sunday in Chicago. Um, at uh, Fort uh, Fort the base. By the time this podcast airs, uh, you'll have already completed that. But thanks in advance, you know, cause for the Naval Academy with your military background. We appreciate that extra effort to drive down to Chicago and participate in that. And thanks for all you do to support on pace, Scott. And thanks for sharing your story today. Welcome. I'll do what it takes.